0: Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 359, Holy Week. Palm Sunday of the Passion of the Lord, Year C. Holy Week has begun. Let us be immersed into the drama of Holy Week so that Jesus, who gave absolutely everything for us out of divine and overflowing love and self-giving, will bring us through this and every trial and sin, all injustices and tragedies, into the new life of Christ and a renewed, deeper faith and commitment to his good news, to his values, so wonderfully and perfectly lived out in his life and death and resurrection. He gives us life and life to the full. This is faith. Hope and love.
1: God, my helper, save me from my pain.
0: And I shall sing
1: and praise your loving way. In your strength, untie my lips, and I'll sing your name. creating me
0: Hosanna to the Son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel, Hosanna in the highest. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. My dear brothers and sisters, since the beginning of Lent until now, we have prepared our hearts by penance and charitable works. Today we gather together to herald with the whole Church the beginning of the celebration of our Lord's Paschal Mystery, that is to say, of his Passion and Resurrection. For it was to accomplish this mystery that he entered his own city of Jerusalem. Therefore, with all faith and devotion, let us commemorate the Lord's entry into the city for our salvation, following in his footsteps, so that being made by his grace partakers of the cross, we may have a share also in his resurrection and in his life. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, sanctify these branches with your blessing, that we who follow Christ the King in exaltation may reach the eternal Jerusalem through him, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Just say this, The Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed, and found it as Jesus had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They said, The Lord needs it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully and with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. Jesus answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters, like the crowds who acclaimed Jesus in Jerusalem, let us go forth in peace. The children of the Hebrews, carrying olive branches, went to meet the Lord, crying out and saying, Hosanna in the highest. The Lord is the earth in its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. It is he who set it on the seas, on the rivers he made it firm. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord, the clean of hands and pure of heart? Whose soul is not set on vain things, who has not sworn deceitful words? Blessings from the Lord shall he receive, and right reward from the God who saves him. Such are the people who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. As the Lord entered the holy city, the children of the Hebrews proclaimed the resurrection of life. Waving their branches of palm, they cried, Hosanna in the highest. When the people heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem they went out to meet him waving their branches of palm they cried Hosanna in the highest. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God who as an example of humility for the human race to follow, caused our Saviour to take flesh and submit to the cross, graciously grant that we may heed his lesson of patient suffering and so merit a share in his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen.
1: A reading from the Book of the Prophet Isaiah The servant of the Lord said The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning he wakens wakens my ear To listen as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me. Therefore I have not been disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like flint. And I know that I shall not be put to shame. The word of the Lord.
0: My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? All who see me deride me. They curl their lips, they toss their heads. He trusted in the Lord, let him save him let him release him if this is his friend many dogs have surrounded me a band of the wicked beset me they tear holes in my hands and my feet i can count every one of my bones they divide my clothing among them they cast lots for my robe O lord do not leave me alone my strength make haste to help me I WILL TELL OF YOUR NAME TO MY PEOPLE, AND PRAISE YOU WHEN THEY ARE ASSEMBLED. YOU WHO FEAR THE LORD, GIVE HIM PRAISE, ALL CHILDREN OF JACOB GIVE HIM GLORY, REVERE HIM, CHILDREN OF ISRAEL. MY GOD, MY GOD, WHY HAVE YOU ABANDONED ME?
1: A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Christ Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. The Word of the Lord,
0: Glory and Praise to You, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and Praise to You. Lord Jesus Christ. Christ became obedient for us, even to death, dying on a cross. Therefore God raised him on high, and gave him a name above all other names. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke, When the hour came, Jesus took his place at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you, that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then Jesus took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me, and his hand is on the table. For the Son of Man is going as has been determined, but woe to that one by whom he is betrayed. Then they began to ask one another, which one of them it could be who would do this? A dispute also arose among them as to which one of them was to be regarded as the greatest. But Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, the greatest among you must become like the youngest, and the leader like one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at table or the one who serves? Is it not the one at table? But I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you just as my Father has conferred on me a kingdom, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And you will sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, listen. Satan has demanded to sift all of you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your own faith may not fail, and you, when once you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the cock will not crow this day until you have denied three times that you know me. Jesus said to them, When I sent you out without a purse, bag or sandals, did you lack anything? The apostles said, No, not a thing. Jesus said to them, But now the one who has a purse must take it, and likewise a bag. And the one who has no sword must sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you, this scripture must be fulfilled in me. And he was counted among the lawless. And indeed, what is written about me is being fulfilled. The apostle said, Lord, look, here are two swords. Jesus replied, It is enough. Jesus came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he said to his disciples, Pray that you may not come into temptation. Then Jesus withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel from heaven appeared to Jesus and gave him strength. In his anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down on the ground. When Jesus got up from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping because of grief, and he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not come into temptation. While Jesus was still speaking, suddenly a crowd came, and the one called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, But Jesus said to him, Judas, is it with a kiss that you are betraying the Son of Man? When those who were around Jesus saw what was coming, they said, Lord, should we strike with the sword? Then one of the disciples struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, no more of this. And Jesus touched the slave's ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple police and the elders who had come for him, have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a bandit? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then they seized Jesus and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house, but Peter was following at a distance. When they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard, they sat down together. Peter sat among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him in the firelight, stared at him and said, This man also was with him. But Peter denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. A little later, someone else on seeing him said, You also are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. Then about an hour later, still another kept insisting, Surely this man also is with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. At that moment, while he was still speaking, the cock crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the cock crows today, You will deny me three times. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. Now the men who were holding Jesus began to mock him and beat him. They also blindfolded him and kept asking him, Prophesy! Who is it that struck you? They kept heaping many other insults on him. When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people both chief priests and scribes, gathered together, and they brought Jesus to their council. They said, If you are the Christ, tell us. Jesus replied, If I tell you, you will not believe, and if I question you, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. All of them asked, Are you then the Son of God? Jesus said to them, You say that I am. Then they said, What further testimony do we need? We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. Then the assembly rose as a body and brought Jesus before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man perverting our nation, forbidding us to pay taxes to the emperor, and saying that he himself is the Christ, a king. Then Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered, You say so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no basis for an accusation against this man. But they were insistent and said, He stirs up the people by teaching throughout all Judea from Galilee where he began, even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him off to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had been wanting to see him for a long time, because he had heard about him, and was hoping to see Jesus perform some sign. Herod questioned him at some length, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, Vehemently accusing him. Even Herod, with his soldiers, treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then he put an elegant robe on him and sent him back to Pilate. That same day, Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. Before this, they had been enemies. Pilate called together the chief priests, the leaders, and the people and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was perverting the people. And here I have examined him in your presence, and have not found this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. Indeed, he has done nothing to deserve death. I will therefore have him flogged and release him. Now Pilate was obliged to release someone for them at the festival. Then they all shouted out together, Away with this fellow! Release Barabbas for us! This was a man who had been put in prison for an insurrection that had taken place in the city and for murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify! Crucify him! A third time, Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no ground for the sentence of death. I will therefore have him flogged and then release him. But they kept urgently demanding with loud shouts that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave his verdict that their demand should be granted. He released the man they asked for, the one who had been put in prison for insurrection and murder, and he handed Jesus over as they wished. As they led Jesus away, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming from the country and they laid the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A great number of the people followed him, and among them were women who were beating their breasts and wailing for him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are surely coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. For if they do this when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others also, who were criminals, were led away to be put to death with Jesus. When they came to the place that is called the Skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching, but the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others? Let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked Jesus, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself there was also an inscription over him, This is the King of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, while the sun's light failed and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, crying with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God and said, Certainly, this man was innocent. And when all the crowds who had gathered there for this spectacle saw what had taken place, they returned home, beating their breasts. But all his acquaintances, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance, watching these things. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph who, though a member of the council, had not agreed to their plan and action. He came from the Jewish town of Arimathea, and he was waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb, where no one had ever been laid. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed and they saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices, anointments. On the Sabbath, these women rested according to the commandment. Now that we've entered Holy Week, the holiest week in the Church's calendar, during this coming week, it's really wonderful if we can take some time out to again read the long version of Luke's Gospel. Read it through prayerfully and reflectively. There's so much richness in it. It's such an important text. It's so uplifting and beautiful. Something really strikes me about Luke's Passion account that we've just listened to. The enemies of Jesus are liars. They hated his message of love. They rejected his forgiveness and inclusion and spent all of their time trying to trap Jesus, not to learn from him. Their hearts and minds were closed. When they were listening to Jesus' words, it wasn't to understand him or to understand God. It was simply listening very carefully to find anything they could that would be used against him to trap him. In the end, they couldn't find anything wrong. So, did they give up? No, they made up accusations. The things they eventually accused Jesus of in Luke's Gospel are barefaced lies. They say Jesus was inciting revolt. No, he wasn't. Quite the opposite. He was seeking to avoid it. Opposing payment to Caesar? No, he didn't. He was rightfully claiming to be the Christ. But to say he was setting himself up against the earthly king to overthrow an earthly leader of this region was a distortion. Jesus rejected that image, and it was simply trying to make Jesus appear like a criminal or a rebel. They were desperate. They were lying through their teeth to just get a conviction against Jesus. And Pilate, the governor, by no means the nicest person around, he is the arbiter of earthly law, and even he says... He's not guilty. Even Roman law, secular, the law of the land, with all the limitations of human law, but even this imperfect legal system found him not guilty three times, as we heard in the gospel. When people bring Jesus to the Jewish King Herod, he's completely self absorbed. He doesn't even listen to what they're saying, he just wants to meet Jesus and get him to do a miracle. It's again a shocking sign of. Poor leadership, out of touch, self serving, doesn't even know what the issues are. King Herod deserves the rebuff he receives when, to his utter amazement, our Lord replies to his questions not one word. He says absolutely nothing in reply to Herod's questions, and Herod is astounded, dumbstruck. Our Lord came to forgive, include, and welcome, and he's repaid by rejection dishonesty and hatred. He showed the absolute depth of his love by sacrificing absolutely everything for us. And this has saved us. We give thanks for Jesus' life and saving death. And we keep vigil this week as we enter the holiest week of the church's year. A journey through suffering love, self-forgetting service of others, true and inspiring leadership, a leadership of love that goes through death, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Christ's suffering and death unite us in the hope of the resurrection. In that hope we now pray.
1: FOR THE CHURCH, THAT THE SACRIFICE OF CHRIST MAY BE CELEBRATED EVERYWHERE. IN FAITH WE PRAY. FOR THE WORLD, THAT WE MAY BE OPEN TO THE BLESSINGS CHRIST HAS WON FOR US BY HIS DEATH AND RESURRECTION. IN FAITH WE PRAY FOR THE POOR, THE OPPRESSED AND THE AFFLICTED, THAT THE POWER OF THE CROSS WILL GIVE THEM HOPE AS THEY SEE IT ACTIVE IN OUR COMPASSION AND CONCERN. IN FAITH WE PRAY FOR THIS COMMUNITY, that we will journey with our Saviour in these sacred days from the supper room to Calvary and to the joys of the resurrection. In faith we pray for those who have died that the crucified and risen Christ will lead them to heaven especially those for whom we now pray. In faith we pray.
0: God, ever close to us, may these prayers be added to the great prayer of your Son, who died for us and who is Lord for ever and ever. Amen. from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Through the passion of your only begotten Son, O Lord, may our reconciliation with you be near at hand, so that though we do not merit it by our own deeds, yet by this sacrifice, made once for all, we may feel already the effects of your mercy. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For though innocent, he suffered willingly for sinners and accepted unjust condemnation to save the guilty. His death has washed away our sins, and his resurrection has purchased our justification. And so with all the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life.
1: A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all those
0: who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Father, if this chalice cannot pass without my drinking it, your will be done. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection. What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Nourished with these sacred gifts, we humbly beseech you, O Lord, that just as through the death of your Son you have brought us to hope for what we believe, so by his resurrection you may lead us to where you call. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone. We've now entered the most holy week of the Church's calendar. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. Look, we pray, our Lord, on this your family, for whom our Lord Jesus Christ did not hesitate to be delivered into the hands of the wicked and submit to the agony of the cross, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace to glorify the Lord by your life. Hope and Love, A Time of Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Australia. Lenten Hymn, Have Mercy, inspired by Psalm 50. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged with additional lyrics and sung by Stephen Kelk, 2020. 2020. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you.